Hey everybody, Joe here. Uh, before we start the show as normal, I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about a podcast that's run by a couple of my friends. It's called Tree Hill Talk. Tree Hill Talk is a podcast about the hit teen drama One Tree Hill. Join Ingrid, Michelle, and Liz every Monday as they discuss an episode. If you're one of those people who likes shows where people go in blind, this is for you, because while Ingrid's a veteran of the show, Michelle and Liz are seeing it for the first time, which makes for some interesting and entertaining content. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in or you already know about One Tree Hill, you can listen to Tree Hill Talk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If you want to find more about the hosts, you can go to treehilltalk.com or follow them on any social media you want at Tree Hill Talk. That's all I got, so on with the show. is up fellow zeros thank you for tuning into zeros talking heroes the podcast that would never ask you to uncrush something my name is joe i'm your host tonight and i brought with me two underground supers to talk to you about the movie incredibles 2 we've got Corey, the podcast where he's stimulating and i'm bright and sequel the podcast that doesn't normally drip this much we don't it's warm in here <laughs> We don't have emails or anything or reviews to talk about. Get on that, people. So we're going to jump right into what we've been watching this week. Hey, Sequel, why don't you let us know what you've been watching? I watched the first two Mission Impossible movies. I'm going to try to watch all five before the new one comes out. And when is that? July sometime. Okay, so you have like a month. Yeah. Oh, he's got to get it done. I'm sure you will. You could do it in a week. Definitely. But the first one's really good. I I haven't seen it in a long time. That's the only one I've seen. It's it's fine. Um, you just said it was really good. Yeah, well, you know, it's good. Compared to the second one, it's really good. I'd say overall, it's it's fine. second one's not great, I've man. heard it's the worst one. Yeah. It's I, bad. It's like they... Uh, I don't know. It's like big. It's like... Even though it came out of the 2000s, it feels like late 90s, over-the-top action. Like, we're going to have to be bigger and bolder and better than we were before and... I, I didn't care for it, man. Tom Cruise has a weird haircut in it, too. What sucks is that I think that 3 and 4 aren't that good either, but people compare them to 2, and they're like, no, this is a good movie. No, it's a good movie compared to 2. It's not a good movie. Well, I, look, I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores for all of them. The first one's at a 68. second one is rot- the only Rotten one. It's at, like, a 50. Mm-hmm. Three's at, like, a 73, I believe. Okay. Then 4 and 5 are in the 90s. And I've seen 4 before. I think 4 is amazing. 4 is one of my favorites. That's Ghost Protocol. More on that later. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta watch Ghost Protocol again, because I thought I didn't like it, but I'm... Is I that what know. you watch? No, it's the director. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, that was it. Just the, the first two Mission Impossibles. That was all? That, that was, was it, right? Yeah. Wow. This is weird. This is weird. Having so weird. I'm so that short. short of a, what have I been watching from sequel. I'm sorry. No, I... I'll do better next time. Corey, would you like to supplement it with what you've been watching? I'd love to, Joe. Uh, I've watched four different movies. I watched... Today, specifically, I watched Shrek and Jurassic World. Together? Like, a crossover? I wish. (laughs) Like, dual screen? No, no. I watched Jurassic World for periods uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Had all 5th, and then 6th through 9th, I watched Shrek. I prefer Shrek. Uh, Of those two? Of those two. Fair enough. I didn't hate either. It was fine. There's something to do for the kids. They clearly weren't working anymore, so... 
I've seen Shrek in so long, I don't even remember how I feel about that movie. Hey, it was fine. I like Shrek. I watched uh, Moana last week. Wait, what? Moana. Moana. Oh, okay. That's on Netflix. Uh, better than I expected it to be. I have another one you've been watching I forgot about. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let me finish mine, then we can go back. Absolutely. Let's do that. That's okay. a great idea. I'm excited to hear what your other one is. Uh, and the one uh, dark horse for me, which I'm kind of excited to talk about, was called Daybreakers. Have you guys heard of this movie? I feel like I have. Is Gary Oldman in it? No. Okay. No. Okay, so Daybreakers is on Amazon Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime account, it is free to watch. It stars Ethan Hawke and a litany of other people that you've definitely seen in movies before. The lead from the original Jurassic Park, whatever his name is, I can't think of Sam it. Sam Neill. Sam Neill is in it. Willem Dafoe is in it. And essentially the plot of the movie is vampires are real. It's like close to, at this point, close to real time. I think it takes place in 2019. So vampires have taken over the entire planet. Humans are super rare. And Ethan Hawke is a doctor slash scientist trying to find a blood substitute because the vampires are running out of blood to drink. And then it turns out what he's actually trying to do is find a cure for vampirism, which Willem Dafoe has. It is bullshit from the word go, and it is incredibly entertaining. It is not a good movie. Do not go into it thinking you're going to get a world star movie. It is not that. But it is a lot of fun. There's a lot of bad CGI in it. There's a lot of ridiculous acting and plot holes and plot problems. But god damn it, did I have a lot of fun watching it the other day. So, if you're interested... It's got a six and a half on IMDb. 67 around tomatoes. I That's the movie I was thinking of. I thought Gary Oldman, I guess, was Willem Dafoe's Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Okay. That's kind of what I thought when uh, you said that, too. So, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I remember the... Um, you said did or didn't? I did. I did enjoy okay. it. I remember the, the trailer for this. Yeah. It is, do not go into it thinking that you're going to get a five, six-stone movie. You're not, but... It's what if other people who listen to the show go into movies thinking about how many stones they would give it? I hope somebody does. I stone everything. I do. I stone, like, my lunch. My... <laughs> I brown bagged it. Everything was fresh. Five stones. <laughs> Went to Subway, two stones. <laughs> Boss took me out for lunch at a decent restaurant. Six stones in the gauntlet. Gauntlet's when you can drink during lunch. That's why, that's because the <laughs> boss took you out. That's right. That's it, Joe. Those are my what have I been watchings. Sequel, what's your other one? Coco! Gotta add to Netflix. Oh, oh yeah, yes, it's right. So I watched Coco for the first time. They did a... They made some... Netflix made some moves this month. They did. They did a good job with the ad drop this month. I was impressed with what they added up. Have you guys seen Coco? No. No. Not yet. It's like... It's really good. I mean, all Pixar movies are good for, like, the most part, right? Um, Except for Cars, right? I like Cars. I don't like Cars 2. I've never seen cars any one of the Cars one. movies. I hear they're not great. I like the third one. I think the Cars movies kind of lack the emotional, like the adult mature depth that you kind of get as an undertone in all these movies. You see the third one? No. You get more of that. Oh, do you? Okay. Because yeah. that's the one thing about Cars is it, it's fine, it's entertaining, but there's you don't get as much arc which kind of like keeps parents interested that you do in a lot of the other ones. So Lightning McQueen doesn't bear his soul, is what you're saying? Not particularly, no. Not in one. Or two is just garbage. Anyway, Coco. (laughs) Let's get back to Coco. It's like it's. I think they try to make it sad for the sake of being sad. Like like it's deep. It is about family and relationships and connections and and everything. Very predictable though. Like 
Something, something. Uh, Pixar can do a good job at like trying to catch you off guard with like like certain things. This you you see it from like way early on. Like what what's going to happen? I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But it, it's very good. I watched it like after I saw Incredibles on Thursday. Like I watched it the next night, and uh, I want to compare the two. Those are like the last two big Pixar releases, and. I watched the movies. I watched the first Incredibles movie because I could not remember how I felt about it and most of what happened. I, the, dude, the previews ended for this movie and the movie started, I was like, fuck, I have no idea what happened at the end of Incredibles 1. I've seen Incredibles 1 like 27 times. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it twice now. Once. I'm well versed in the Incredibles universe. That's good. I'm not going to give a lot of specifics because it's a movie we may one day do, but I think it was very good. The uh, the other movie I watched, I was hesitant to watch, but I figured, what the hell, I found it, it was on HBO Go, I should watch it, it was Blade Runner 2049. Okay, and? That movie is way too long, but as you could predict from a two hour, 45 minute runtime, it's more of the same of what I don't really care for in Blade Runner, it's just methodically and intentionally slow, it takes two hours and 45 minutes to tell a story you could easily tell in two hours. I will say though, it looks amazing. And Ryan Gosling is very, very good in it. That's one of my favorite behind-the-scenes podcast moments that we had. What? I think we were watching the Yankee playoff game. Corey, I think you just showed up. And we were talking about what we should do for, like, the upcoming week's episodes. And they're like, you're like, oh, Blade Runner's coming up. Then I'm like, looked up the runtime. Because I'm with you. I don't like Blade Runner either. Right. I, I don't get it. Uh, I get what's going on. I just don't get why people love Look, it. Because it's so a cool much. story. It's a poor execution. But yeah, but people freaking love it, and they I do. just I, I don't really get it. Do love it. I don't understand the love for it. But I, I remember lying on your couch, looking up the runtime, like two hours and forty nine minutes. I ain't watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't watching this goddamn movie. I'm not doing it. Yeah, no was, way. I was glad I didn't see it in the theater. I was glad I could oh. pause and walk around. Yeah. Stand up, stretch, let the blood circulate. Yeah, like the story is really cool, but I just I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch it again. It's long and not that worth it. But if that's your thing. I understand. Sure. And then to counteract Blade Runner 2049, I watched something, nothing like it. I watched I Love You, Man. Because that was great. great. Good pick, Joe. Thank great you. pick. I forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. That was one of the ones they probably just added to Netflix recently. It's a good time. If you haven't yeah. seen it, I, I recommend it. Absolutely. I know you guys have. Yeah, numerous times. I've seen that at least two or three times. I think that was my third or fourth time seeing it. And that's it. That's what we've been watching this week. When, when are you gonna watch Rocky Three? When you let me borrow it. It's not. Oh, they took them on. They took them down. It, uh, yeah, they took it off Amazon Prime. Uh, I gotta bring them next week. I'll watch Rocky Three next week. Four and five and six and Creed. <laughs> I think Creed might still be on there. Okay, they I'm just, not sure. They just dropped the. I didn't see that they have a release date. They dropped the trailer today. They dropped. I don't know if they dropped a trailer. I know they dropped the first posters today. Yeah, and it comes out November twenty first. So they dropped okay. the trailer. And I need. Come out on my birthday. Yeah, the, the first the first set of promotional photos for Creed two look fucking awesome. I hope they're not going the route that's rumored. I have no idea what the route that's rumored is, but as far as the posters are concerned, it it looks like a legit like fight poster. It just plain Jane. Black and black and white. I saw that, yeah. Him jacked as hell with like the Creed um, trunks on. 
Really simple, really pretty, really awesome. Creed versus uh, Drago's son. Oh, fuck that. That would be... I want an Apollo Creed prequel movie. I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> That'd be weird. That would be really weird. Carl Brothers would probably do it, though. Oh, yeah. Ageless Wonder. <laughs> the age Carl Brothers. <laughs> you only have to de-age him like 10 years. That's it. He's got it. De-age him like a decent amount. Young Apollo Creed? I guess if you actually make it Young Apollo Creed. Or like... It was like forty years ago. They made the original, right? It's fine. It's fine. Just put Donald Glover in the in the in the role. It'll be fine. That would, you need Michael B. Jordan, right? Michael B. Jordan can play Apollo Creed and Adonis Creed. Wow! <laughs> he How plays his that? dad and himself. Why not? Oh, uh, I've heard. Who would you get to play Young Stallone though? He has to be in the movie. Who's unintelligible? <laughs> Who's young and unintelligible? Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> He's not around anymore. What's he doing these days? Nothing. Fuck. He'll come on the cheap. <laughs> anyway, our movie facts for Incredibles 2. <clears throat> for Incredibles 2 are as follows. Name of the movie's Incredibles 2. Came out 2018. This year right now, it's a new release. Rated PG. It's one hour, 58 minutes long. Surprising runtime. Director's name is Brad Bird. I mentioned you'd hear about this later. He also directed The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and Tomorrowland. Which I never saw. I've heard is okay. Mm. George Clooney in it, right? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't love that movie. I didn't like it either. All the other ones are really good, though. The movie stars Craig T. Nelson from Coach. <laughs> That's all I know and him from. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know him. Holly Hunter. Sarah, either Vowell or Vowell. Vowell. That Violet. Yeah. Huck Milner. Samuel L. Jackson, Bob Odenkirk, Catherine Keener, Brad Bird, Jonathan Banks, and Sophia Bush. Brad Bird, Edna? Yes. I'm assuming he was also in the first movie. Probably. He direct, yeah, he, he just said. Yeah. The first one. Budget for the movie, according to Wikipedia, which is unofficial, it is $71.5 million. So far, it has grossed $259 million in about five days. Good start. Yeah, and $206 million of that was domestic, so it hasn't even done a lot overseas. Damn. It's a big domestic start. The scores for the movie. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 94%. Certified fresh. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 88%. IMDb, 8.5 out of 10. And Metacritic has it at an 80, with a user score of 8.4. I'm fine with that Metacritic score. It's unusually high. Yeah. It's like a... 150 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's like an A++. Those are all the facts I have, so let's get into our general thoughts of the movie. I believe I'm going to Corey first. I enjoyed this movie. Um, I am not a fan of animated movies in general, despite having watched three of them this week. Yeah, they just... Uh, you know what? I, I think when I was a kid, I got pushed away from them. Like, I got to a certain age, and my dad was like, You don't need to watch cartoons anymore. You're a man. Now go fix the hot rod. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Let's go build your first car. All right. Um, From wood. (laughs) I built a mini wooden car. Pinewood Derby? Yeah. Nice. Me too. So, I mean, so at the end of the day, these aren't movies that I gravitate towards. I don't think I would have seen this movie, especially in theaters, had it not been for Zero Stalking Heroes. So to have a movie that's good enough for me to walk out of the theater and be like, I enjoyed myself, that says a lot about how, how strong this movie is. Very clean, very well-made, overall just a, a good, fun movie. Sequel, what did you think? I 
fucking loved this movie. This was 14 years in the making. Like the after the first one was over, you're like oh, this sets up, sets up so well for a second one. I've seen every single Pixar movie. I love animated movies for the most part. <laughs> I love Pixar movies. Some of the animated movies we do on this podcast are not that good, but I think this is probably the. I think this is going to be the best one we've reviewed yet, with Big Hero 6 coming in at a close second. There's a lot going on in this movie. Like, it could pretty easily be a live-action movie with all the different dynamics, great action scenes. Um, we're going to get into a lot of this later, but it, this this was a really fun time. First of all, how dare you? Big Hero 6 is the best animated movie we will ever review. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Now, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I think it's not as good as the first one. I think it shares a lot of similarities. with. It's a little too close to the first one for my taste. I'll get into that more when we do specifics. But otherwise, it's really well done. It's a, Like Corey said, it's a nice, clean movie. I understand exactly what they're going for, and they did that. They blend humor in with story that makes you care. And it, I think it's a good movie for people of all ages. Much like the first one. Those are our general thoughts on The Incredibles 2. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Incredibles 2, so if you haven't seen it yet, which is a real possibility, because it's only been, well, by this time, like, 12 days? 12 days. Ish. Get out there. And we're going to be spoiling Incredibles 2 from here on out, and let's go... I think the thing I like the most about this is the family dynamic and the family relationships in this movie. It feels real. I know they have super abilities, but they're going through problems that we all go through with our families... Every day, we all went through growing up, struggling with homework and having your parents trying to help you and your parents not being much help because they can't do it. Teenage daughter at adolescence with, with her liking a boy and nothing going right and her hating everybody. And then the, the husband and wife dynamic where he's allowing her to relive her glory days but for a selfish reason. And you kind of buy it. Like... If he, if there wasn't this ulterior motive going on where he could potentially come back and be Mr. Incredible again, he wouldn't be for his wife being out there risking her life doing everything by herself to begin with. We don't know that, but he's probably not as gung ho about it. I, I think, I, I think we do know that based off the first one, because he's kind of overprotective at the end of the first one, with the fact that he thought she died in a... He thought he lost his whole family in a plane crash. And at the end, he was like, I can't afford to lose you again. They talked about this on Top yeah, 10 today, so it was kind of like fresh in my mind. So, I don't think... And being this one takes place immediately following the, the uh, events of the first one, which was kind of cool. I like that. You didn't like that at all? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, 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 did, I did like that. It's like immediately following. I think one, a couple of the really funny, clever things that they did. Again, I always judge animated movies by what little clever things they can put in there that keep parents entertained and give parents a chuckle. Specifically, the math scene. Math is math. I don't know how to do math that way. Why would they change math? So, I guess it's been five years-ish now. Common Core. Since Common Core came out. So Common Core math literally changes how you teach math. I don't right? even know what that is. Yeah, Common Core is the new is a new math system. So that's stupid. Everything is based off of make a number line. Do yeah, it's so it's fives <laughs> and tens. Everything's based off of like these little block, these five or ten or five square rows that you make fives and tens. So it's, for what though? What is this? So you get for? so you get two blocks of ten. 
right? You get two blocks of ten. You have six in each. You're not answering my question. I'm getting there. <laughs> you do six plus six, so you take four to make one full ten, and then you have two left over in the original box. And instead of just having kids know six plus six equals twelve, they have to know that if you take four from six, it'll make ten, and then you'll have two left over, making it twelve. So they do that because the rest of the world, everything's based around tens. So it's just... It's, it's based I want to say I follow no. you, but I think you this don't. is stupid. It's hot garbage. It is, it's awful. It's trying to make all kids learn the same, where everybody learns differently. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be one way of teaching everything. It's... It's, you just teach them what numbers make what other numbers. You add numbers into numbers, and you get the new numbers. So, so you would you would have a Mr. Incredible moment where math is math. Oh, yeah, 100%. Math. So I, I, I think I just did. Yeah. yeah. So as an educator, knowing what they're referencing there, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, it's so terrible. Very, very topical, which kind of brings up the point... What time period are we in? I have no goddamn clue. It's a fictional time period, much like... Don't say it. No, you said it. Like, all of a sudden, the spirit pulls out a Nokia phone, which got me totally lost. But this is like, the technology is there, but it's not accessible. The cars look older. No one has a cell phone. It's, it's, this was, Edna's place is OP. No one has a cell phone in this movie? No. That's weird. Yeah, that's a weird time blend. I don't think anyone used a payphone at any point. It's not a lot of... Where do they change into their superhero costumes? Exactly. In mansions up on the hill, obviously. We're in buildings with those revolving doors. Also true. <laughs> those are so fun. <laughs> so I love that. I honestly just really thoroughly enjoy... What's the dad's name? Is the dad's name Jack? No. That's ja- Bob? Jack is... It's not Bob. What the hell is it? Jack Jack's the baby. So what is it's the Jack Bob. Jack's it is Bob. It is Bob. Bob. Okay. Yeah, okay. Bob Parr. Yep. Bob Parr, that's right. Bob is... One of the, in my opinion, the un- unsung best part of this movie. I love him trying to be a single at stay-at-home dad more than I enjoy a lot of things about this movie. Just because I can see, it, if I was put in the same situation, I would be just as freaked out, bags under my eyes, who keeps track of when the last time they slept was. Like, I see myself as him in that scenario. It's so awesome because it's the overconfidence he has because he is Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Everything comes easy to him. Yeah. And now he has to do what his wife was doing for years while he was working his dead-end insurance job. Now he's got to be the caretaker, the, the stay-at-home, i got to raise my kids while my wife is out, you know, trying to bring... Glory back yeah. to our family, bringing us out so we can be ourselves. And he's <laughs> struggling, he struggles with yeah. it. But and he it, does pick it up in his own unique way, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, he does he does little things that make his life easier. He finally realizes that having Jack Jack around is not helping him. He needs a night to sleep. What does he got to do? He needs to find a babysitter for Jack Jack for a night so he can actually get some sleep, because he's useless otherwise. I love the dynamic of us knowing that Jack-Jack has powers and the family not realizing it. Oh, yeah. That's great, because he puts, like, a table over the crib, and he's like, <laughs> he just yeah. wants his kid to stay put, and every three minutes, you hear the TV go on. It's Jack-Jack <laughs> with the remote. He's like, how does he keep getting out? <laughs> he's reading him the story. Yeah. Bob falls asleep, Jack-Jack smacks him in the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jack-Jack is the funniest part of this movie, right? Collectively. Yeah. 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 Him versus the raccoon. 
That's my favorite scene. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bury the lead right now. That is my favorite scene in this fucking movie. I think that scene's fine. That's, oh my that God. scene was great. That is <laughs> far far and away my favorite part of this movie. Because you're watching like an old bandit movie. And then yeah. Then you see the raccoon with the mask basically on his eye. <laughs> That's an evil man. I need to get in there and stop him. When it clicked for me that he, like, it, it took me a second for them to realize what they were doing. Because they were like, they got the old Western bit or the old Western bandit movie on. I was like, oh, cool. And then they panned over in the raccoon. I'm like, uh oh, he's going to go after the raccoon. And they went back to the bandit, back to the raccoon. I was like, holy shit, he's going to think that he's a bandit. Yep. And he is. Then, he's a trash bandit. Yeah. <laughs> trash panda. It's way worse. <laughs> I was like, Jack Jack's going to get rabies. That fight was so good. Yeah, you don't mess with raccoons. No. Man. They're vicious. They're vicious. They carry a bunch of diseases. Jack-Jack hasn't learned that yet. Jack-Jack's got no fear. And if I was Jack-Jack, I would never have fear. If you had all the superpowers and a loose grasp of them. I wonder if, like, I don't know, if, like, Jack-Jack's going to slowly lose some growing up. I think they mentioned something about that. Kids, like, like sticking more to one power. They, they don't know what they're going to be yet. Yeah. But I guess they didn't have that experience with Dash or Violet. Otherwise, they probably would have been more prepared. Also true. Even if they did, it was probably too... Similar-ish powers, not all of them. All of them. I mean, it, the the skeleton for this movie is pretty straightforward. We have the Fantastic Four, right? Like that's really what this this the skeleton of the Incredibles is. The Fantastic Four, sort of. I mean, you got Elastic. Well, there's four of them, but that's like the normal family size because there's the, the parents. And yeah, the but even even the powers relate directly to so. a power in the Fantastic Four. If the Thing and Mister Fantastic married each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But the, the same no, powers. There's no speedster in the Fantastic Four. Well, the Human Torch... Yeah. That's, is on fire really on quick. Fire. That's, that's <laughs> true. I, I, for a reason, I, I keep forgetting that Jack doesn't go on fire that he's super quick. Dash. 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 Fuck. Jack-Jack's the baby. Jack-Jack's Jack the baby. Jack-Jack the baby does go on fire, though. He yeah. does. He combustion him in. That means fire, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Love Edna and this. Edna's so good. Edna's pretty great. I love, like, seeing Jack-Jack after night at Edna's house, like, walking all proper with, like, <laughs> the lollipop and everything. <laughs> so good. I just love the quick turnaround there, too. No, I don't deal with babies. And then she saw, like, four power show He's like, yeah, go home. Go home. Get out. I've got work to do. He turns into Edna. Yeah. Apparently he's also a shapeshifter. <laughs> do whatever he wants. Dude, he's like Superman. He has whatever he needs when he needs he's it. He's like Peter Petrelli, season one of Heroes. There you go. God, I missed that show. Do you, though? Season one. Okay. I thought Stan Lee did a voice in this for a little bit. I thought he was Reflux when I first <laughs> saw the movie. I'm trying that. to remember which one Reflux is. He's the one that, like, vomited, like, lava. Yeah. Oh. He sounded like a movie. It's it's not. I looked it up when yeah. I got home, but... Uh, that would have been that, interesting. That would have been interesting. I'm like, yeah, it's Disney. It kind of... Wouldn't put him in Deadpool 2, but it's in The Incredibles <laughs> I think Bob Odenkirk is perfect for the role he plays in this. Yeah, I thought he uh, was going to be the uh, overarching villain, not his sister. Yeah. I was positive it was going to be one of them. Yep. I, yeah. I I had pretty much assumed it was going to be one of them, but that, dude, it, it's a gendered thing, man. You think of the, what the hell is the villain's name? The, uh... Screenslaver? Screenslaver, that's it, yes. 
the screen slaver, it, it, it's just so gendered towards male that you kind of figure it's going to be a guy. Well, it has a man's voice. It, has a man, it does. When I heard the voice, I thought it kind of sounded like Bob Odenkirk, so I'm like, they're not even trying to hide who this is. <laughs> well, she never... It's not him, by the way. His it's voice. Not. It's not his voice. But it, when, you, when you get, like, the... It's, it's almost like um, screen slaver's more of, like, a... It's who she hypnotizes, right? So yeah, it's like the it's, pizza guy. Yeah. Well, that's that's who she um, gets into that that's fight. The, the Patsy. That's that's the fall guy. But that being said, um, so we are all screen slavers, is what you're saying? Pretty much, man. Like they can make my glasses and your glasses, and <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anything now that they're my glasses. It's fine. I can be blind. It's fine. But Bob Odenkirk. So there was a bunch of things uh, scattered across the internet in the days and weeks leading up to the release of Incredibles 2 where it was is he going was Bob Odenkirk going to be able to separate himself from his Breaking Bad character I personally feel that he didn't but it's okay he still has that quick talking that's just Bob Odenkirk yeah I agree I, I've and seen him on Mr. Show he's like the same like he's, he's that's always who Bob he is. Odenkirk exactly yeah. And I, I still, but nonetheless, it worked. It worked really well for me. It was nice to see him play not the scumbag this time. Correct. He, yeah, um, he was in a, an episode of The Office where he played like an even dumber version of Michael Scott. I don't know if you guys saw that yes. one. Yes. Right? Which yep. I, wait, wait, wait. When wait. Pam goes for the interview with, at the company in Philadelphia. Yes, okay. Yeah. Right? So he's not really a scumbag in that one no. either, but, uh,. No, this was like the perfect role for him, I feel. They, they hit the nail on the head with the voice. I mean, uh... They did a good job animating. You know, a lot of the times they say that, like, these animated movies, the characters drawn kind of to resemble that person. It, I don't even think they tried not to make him look like Bob Odenkirk in this. I feel like he ate, like, that, that character... I think it kind of looks like him, but not that much. I think it's enough for me to be like, yeah, that's definitely Bob. Well, yeah, I, I know his voice, so... Our, yeah, that's fair. You know his voice, so you can see him in the character. It's probably like a perception thing. Like, if you didn't know who Bob Odenkirk was, you'd only seen a picture of him, you'd be like, eh. The, the trailer's misleading, too. I thought for certain he was going to be, like, driving a wedge between uh, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible and, like, like keeping her out and putting Mr. Incredible down. That's what you think at first, because, I mean... You think I, he might be the villain, right? But I didn't. I, I didn't get driving a wedge. Like he actually had He's a doing good, it for the right reason. Had a good yeah. had a good point of why Elastigirl is the choice because here. Of the collateral damage. Exactly. She causes the least amount compared to the the big three there. I guess Frozone, Incredible, and Elastigirl are like the poster superheroes for that time period. I have to say, this is completely off topic. Sure. I think this is might be one of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson roles. I don't know why. I just really like him in the two movies as Frozone. Because it's, it's so out of the ordinary for him. He's like this good-natured, gentle-cut guy. He, and he, but he didn't he, try to say motherfucker. He doesn't, yeah. He <laughs> I thought that was going to happen at some point now that we've, we've got, like... I thought we've I, established I, that's a thing. I really thought it was going to be mother as the glasses go over his eyes. As the goggles, yeah, as the goggles yeah. put on. I th- and you know what it is? There's also that that unseen dynamic between him and his wife, girlfriend, whatever, whoever it is. Oh, it's perfect. Where are you going? Where are you going ASAP? You better be back ASAP. Don't you bring that suit. <laughs> Woman wearing my super suit. So good. Yeah. She's, you never see her. She's nope. Little... nope. 
It's like uh, Wallowitz's mom in Big Bang Theory. Yep. You never see her. Good Paul. I know. <laughs> I know. As he dusts his shoulder off. <laughs> the extended cast of superheroes we get in this also really fun. Um, good and powers, I, and they they varied. I like I like that. There was a good variation of powers. Like uh, the Crusher looks like he would just be a super strong guy, but he's not. He's actually just technically kinetic, like psychokinetic. But they all had <laughs> brick, brick. Yeah, <laughs> they all had the appeal of mystery men to me. Kind of. They all had that underground. We're just we're a startup. We're just trying to make it big because they're really awkward. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they, we're also not. Famous, but they can't be. So they have have these abilities, and they got—they have to literally hide them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're going to be. I don't know what is the penalty for being super in a non-super world. Like Decker is like an undercover agent, like getting them off the hook all the time, right? Because they were super, and then Mm -hmm. this law got passed. What happens for the people that are born? into this with abilities. Like, that's an unanswerable question, I feel. A little bit, but they do they do discuss it. I mean, that's really... At, at the end of the day, despite what Bob's selfish reasons are for pushing Elastigirl back into the fray, at the end of the day, I mean, he makes a very strong point about them needing to make superheroes legal so that our children have the right to decide whether or not they do or do not want to be supers. Yes, the, obviously it's a family trait. They're going to be... But just because they have that ingrained in their family genes doesn't mean every other super does. And right. and, and it, it is. It comes down to a choice thing. Like, it's completely unfair to make somebody hide something forever. Well, yeah, this comes down to the whole X-Men thing. Yeah. It's, you're gonna, some people are just gonna be born with, I mean, in the X-Men it's being born a mutant, and this one it's being born with powers. So you're asking that person to not be who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a surprisingly difficult philosophical question. Yeah. I'm with the heroes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm always with the heroes. Always. I just think that the that the um, the main debate on the other side is a dumb argument to make and frankly forces them forces that hand. So the arg- argument is like You mean Catherine Keener's argument or uh, I forget her character's name. No, no, just oh. in ge- just with these these should we make supers illegal or make mutants illegal and hide or whatever? Like, that argument is always, they can do more harm. Like, like what if a guy decide, a guy that can walk through walls decide to go walk into a bank, right? People are going to be good or bad regardless of that, and if you force them to hide it and to feel like rejects, they're going to be more prone to do those type of illegal activities than if you nurtured good moral responsibilities into them. Sure. You want them to stop fighting the government, maybe stop sending government agents to fight them. You know. By the way, I forgot all what I've been watching, and I'm really upset about it. You can say it now. Thank God, it's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I finally watched it. I still haven't done it yet. Uh, you should. I've you, not heard good should. things about that movie. It's not that bad. It's not a Harry Potter... It, you know, yeah, it's it's the same universe. But it's the same universe, but it's a very that. different movie. Um, Ezra Miller's in it. The Flash is in it. Yeah. Not, um, a, not a good selling point. No, that's fair. Um, you know what happened? I watched, we went to see Solo for Father's Day, and um, The Crimes of Grindelwald yeah. is a preview for it. Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, shit, I really need to watch that movie, because The Crimes of Grind- Grindelwald looks good. I like Jude, Jude Law as a young Dumbledore. Back to this movie, I'm sorry. 
Did you guys get a short film in the beginning of it? We did. Absolutely, I was so man. excited. I am so excited to talk about this. What I'm glad we're approaching it. Bow? Boa? Bow. B-A-O? I've tried to watch it since I can't find it. Um, I really loved it. It was kind of a beautiful little animated Beautiful, touching, really funny. Parts of it were really funny, yeah. I Parts of it, I was like... I think it makes, I was more emotionally of, invested in that movie than I was in Incredibles 2. Not that Incredibles 2 wasn't a good time, but just, like, that one really tugged at my heartstrings. I will say my one big complaint about Bao... Eating the dumpling? No, not at all. Uh, the fact that it extended the runtime of this movie by 20 minutes. I have questions about this, because I time everything. I don't I, think it did. It did It was included, I believe. Yeah, because I got I out about two hours after I went in. And this movie was an hour and 58 minutes. I had 25 minutes of previews, then I had the the bow, then I had the, the actors introducing the movie. Which I also I had that too. That was all included in the uh, one hour and uh, 58, 58 minutes. Minute. Really? Yeah. Then my, then my math was off when I got into the car, because I got into the car and was like... Because my movie started at 9.35, and I got into my car at 12.30. Really? Yeah. Nah, that was also like six minutes long. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah, but I was included. It was not long in. because it was devastating. Yet, it was. It was heart wrenching. It wasn't that long. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. So that's fine. As long as it's all wrapped in, I thought I thought it extended the movie, and I was not prepared for. I it. don't think so. No. You get a Pixar short for every. Uh, I don't ever see movie. Pixar movies. In I wasn't theater. expecting that at all. I was like, okay, I'm digging this. I like, I like this. hearing everyone's reaction. Like, what is this? <laughs> do the Pixar shorts ever get... Are they the ones... Do any of them tend to get nominated for... Best um, animated short? Yeah. yeah. They always win, too. Yeah, I, I kind of hope this one wins. It's, well, well, we'll see what else comes out. I hope out. it gets nominated. Yeah, I hope it at least gets nominated. And I really, really like this. Yeah, it, was, I thought, it was really well done. Again, I, I think it's a good... It set you up really well for what this movie was. Well-balanced... It had some really good funny moments. It had a couple little shocking type moments. Strong family ties. Strong family ties. Pulled on the heartstrings at the right moments, the right times. Really, it just it the microcosm of how good Incredibles two was. Yes. Cool. <laughs> so about the action in this movie? I thought the action scenes were incredible, man. Like better than like most superhero movies we get today. I guess they it's easier to do because it's computers, and I guess you just and they had fourteen years. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> but like the little subtle things they they get right, like with their animation, Pixar really hits the nail on the head with like textures, different things, and lighting. Like with the whole runaway train, that's like daytime into like twilight into night. They do a really good job of like showing that, like throughout the duration of her fighting on the train, like the sun's going down pretty quick. It was it's really really smart, and like this is the way it would be if this was a live action movie and that's even tougher to pull off because it's tough to shoot these scenes concurrently normally they shoot like by location you yeah. know so i really en- enjoyed that just like the um the like the little things they do to make it seem like it's like a real world like you're a part of this you're in it yeah i would agree they also just didn't pull any punches with how big they let these action sequences be you know and again it is a little bit easier to do that when you're making it all on a computer Sky's the limit in a very literal way. Like whatever you can draw can happen. Exactly. You know, at a certain point, the human body, the actual physical human body, can only do so much. So certain things aren't possible when it comes to live action. Um, oh yeah, so many actual people would have died. Oh yeah, during this movie. <laughs> but that being said, like they 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 do a good job at varying where these action sequences are happening. 
as far as geography, like if you can name a type of place, it probably there's an action sequence that probably happened there underground, Rainforest. on the water. Well, I mean, like overarching, <laughs> on the ground, in the water, in the house, in the sky. Like there's action sequences pretty much everywhere Non-stop. throughout these time throughout these towns. So really cool. And they fit. It's like, if the, this world existed, that would be, you know, a fight that would take place. If this was a, a weekly television show, a cartoon, you would see all these different locations, and you would see a fight scene taking yeah. place in each one. And I love the, um, her reaction to, um, and when it's all said and done, she, she does the training, she does her little news show, whatever, and she's calling Bob all happy like, ecstatic, like, and there was no casualties, there was no damage. She was, like, over the moon. She was, like, incredibly happy. And then, like, Bob's exhausted. <laughs> yeah. He's also annoyed that it's not him. So, so it's like, I'm He's so jealous. happy for you, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knew he couldn't break that phone because they didn't have a, a drawer full of right? other ones. Exactly. They do have cell phones because they have a drawer full of other cell phones in the house. Mobile phones. Not mobile phones, cordless. Oh, they're just cordless? I was about to say mobile is no, cordless, <laughs> sorry. Okay, they're just cordless. No one says cordless anymore. It's not like a... Yeah, thing. nobody really has a house phone anymore. No, I don't. I don't. Oh, just uh, <laughs> popped in my head. Uh, Decker, the voice. Okay. Mike from Breaking Bad. I thought it was him. Yeah. Which one's Decker? Uh, the old agent. The oh, God, yes. Okay, I, that's I what recognize it was. His, it I didn't great. recognize his voice as him. Like uh, that, I wish they had him and Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, and yeah, interact yeah. a little bit. That would have been, been funny. That would have been really funny. Do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> Just one of those. Doubt it, kid. <laughs> yeah. I think another really subtle thing that they do that in this movie that's pretty fucking brilliant is the way that they start and end it. As far as like things that are similar but different. So, at the start of the movie... They end up not really damaging, like, stopping the... Underminer? Underminer's machine from destroying City Hall. He gets away, though. But he gets away, but it still causes some damage. It causes a lot Yeah, damage. a lot of buildings get destroyed. That's the whole, that's the whole reason they're mad again. Yes, but I'm talking about, like, the, the City Hall. It well, does yeah. some damage to City Hall, but doesn't really destroy City Hall. No. Yeah. The boat, at the end of the movie does approximately the exact same amount of damage to the skyscrapers. Like, once it, like, kind of, like, pops up onto the shore, probably does about the same amount of damage as a couple windows broken. You see it kind of shake and rattle a little bit. But Bob Odenkirk's plan has come full circle and worked because perception made it okay. There's a difference here, too. The underminer was robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. And they make a really good point, saying, like, banks are insured. If he gets away, fine. We can we can replace the money. Everything's okay. He just caused millions of dollars in damage. Yeah. They were launching a ship at a city. Right. And the, the supers are trying to prevent a, I guess, global takeover of the screen slaver with these goggles that she was putting on everybody. So, different yeah. scale. No one's insured for that. No, I understand that. But what I mean is... Visually speaking, visually it's a it's a two different scenes, but it's the same uh, uh, ultimate effect, right? And like it's again, it just shows you how little things change, like the outcome, mm-hmm. so to speak. Having the world leaders on there with a document ready to sign to bring uh, yeah supers back, 
Yeah, exactly. Those type of things, uh, you know, again, perception is key, like he said right out the gate. It's all about perception. They've also already come so far. They've established a pattern of superheroes not wrecking stuff again. Mm -hmm. So... That would have been bad if they had They overlook the little wrecks. All the superheroes helping at the end of... Like, after they actually defeat Screenslaver. Right. And they're just now trying to deal with the... How do we stop the boat from crashing into the city? Yeah, working together for it. All the um, unknown, underground, first, like, prominent mission. (laughs) But, like, I'm excited to see more Void. I think if they do break Incredibles 3, which they should, this movie did well, but, you know, maybe we another... 2032. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. That might be a little much. I don't think Craig T. Nelson will be able to do it anymore. Probably not. He won't remember who the Incredibles are. <laughs> Just back to like the the, uh, the the family dynamic, like a father being clueless on how to help his daughter and fix like her dating life, thinking it's a great idea. Let's take the whole family to this restaurant. It's straight out of like a sitcom, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, it's great. But it's it's so well done. This is some great. This is excellent water. This is such good water. Was it spring? Uh, tap. Excellent tap. Excellent tap. <laughs> Even Dash is like... <laughs> yeah, he's having it up, too. It's so good. Do you know my daughter, Violet? <laughs> she doesn't normally drip this much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs> this, why would you think that's a good idea? Like, it's totally out of touch. Why would you not even tell you? This is why we're going to this restaurant. I'm going to make up... <laughs> I'm going to make this boy remember you. <laughs> I wrote my address in permanent ink. Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for her. Yeah. She's got classic teenage girl problems. Not just... Well, going not classic, because well, generally classic. people don't just forget about you. That, that was a pretty, like, like heartbreaking scene with, um, I believe it's uh, Ellen going out and seeing Violet sitting on, like, the stoop, like, with her head down. Like, that, that's, that's tough. Get stood up, and then to find out that your dad is the reason you got stood up? Indirectly, I guess. Yeah. Indirectly, yeah. Trying to protect her. Yeah. Now, it's, um, be interesting, because, again, as we said, this movie is about, we got supers coming out of hiding and being being prominent again, and they're gonna, Dash and Violet and Jack-Jack have the opportunity to make their own choice of whether or not they want to be a super. This has a prediction. I would think Violet would choose not to. Unless she has to, unless she's like forced into it, you know, if like a situation called for it. And I think Dash would be all about it. See, my only. The I think only, they're all about it. Yeah, the only reason I would say that that might not be the case is because at the end, she pushes what's his face out of the car, gives him money for the movies and the popcorn, and says, I'll be back. She easily could have jumped out of the car with him. And let the rest of the family run off and be super. But right. she chose to stay. Well, I, I think she's about the, the family life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the, the first few times she's got to go out with her family and, and do this. But I think she's going to outgrow that eventually. I don't know. This is just, just based on her character. I think she'd be perfectly happy living, like, a quote-unquote normal life. That would be a, That would be a really cool, fun dynamic for... If they decide to do an Incredibles three way down the line, mm-hmm. even if I don't really want to see angsty daughter not wanting to be a superhero anymore in Incredibles three. No, I'm talking if they let the time pass in real time, and let's say it is another ten, fifteen years. She's out of college. 
she's got a boyfriend, she's about to get married or has a kid or some shit like, like that. She's like, she's like, like, uh, she'll be 30. Yeah, she has a family. Yeah, let's say she just straight up she has a family. A young professional. And then, family. and then her brother comes home or like knocks on her, like, hey, we need you, like, now. Mom and dad can't keep up, we need you. And she's like, are no, you, I'm not about that life. Are anymore. you out of your mind? You do not come here in your super suits. Yeah, right. You know the rules. And then she has to get pulled back in because her family gets kidnapped or some bullshit cliche like that. Corey, write this down. Yeah, yeah we cool. should, uh... You know what? It's fine. It's recorded. We're going to send it certified mail. Fix our studio. Are we certified fresh mail? Sure. Just going back to your point, though, like, I could see, like, Violet vacuuming. It's like, you know, on, like, a Saturday, looking at the TV, and there's, like, Dash with, like, in a super suit with, like, photographers around, yeah. and, like, or he's on, like, the cereal box and <laughs> I think I'd rather see like her have a kid and then the kid shows power she's like oh no <laughs> which would probably be part yeah. of it too or even you know Dash ends up getting into trouble gets captured and da- Bob is like listen you've gotta go I'm too old for this I can't me and your mother can't do this anymore. You're the only one left to go save your brother. Jack Jack. And I know this is Pixar, but this could go really dark. Where yeah. like you can have like alcoholic Violet with like a with like an angsty teenage daughter being with with abilities like Mom, I can't be super like no, we don't do that. Not since like that day. They're not going that <laughs> route at all. I know they're not going that route. <laughs> I mean up is up is Pixar, isn't it? Yes. Up is dark as hell. Well, yeah. Up gets real. Then Disney's never going to do alcoholism, though. No, no, you're right. But you know, Incredibles fan fiction that, that already <laughs> exists. Doesn't I'm sure, definitely. But I think the storyline exists. If you can think, it probably exists. Rule forty three. Unfortunately, it's just for regular things now. <laughs> Rule forty four. <laughs> so, what? do we want to do favorite least, or do we still have some other stuff? I want to talk about the the villain more. Okay. I feel like we just sure, like, sure, touched sure. on it. So the villain is a brilliant scientist that's uh, in the her brother's shadow, sort of speak. Like he's more in the the limelight. He's like the the face. He's the PR guy. She's the behind the scenes person. But it works. They wear that out. They explicitly. <laughs> it, it works, and I think that she likes that about it. that. Anonymity, that behind the sceniness of it all. Yeah, she doesn't want to. Is what role. gives her the t- the free time and the ability to walk into an abandoned or like a rundown apartment and rent an apartment to turn into the screen slaver's lair. You know what right. I mean? And order a pizza and kidnap the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. Pizza was cold. I think it works really well. I like her motivation for doing what she's doing, whereas. Uh, She's, I guess, not about the superhero life because her father was, and that probably caused... I agree with her. That probably caused the, the, the death of her parents. Right? Yeah. Him? When you have a safe room? Yeah. Yeah. And just thinking, like, after the law gets passed, that, that phone ain't gonna work. That, that you can't call these people yeah, anymore. that's on their dad. It is yeah. on their dad. Exactly. But it's, he it's has that, to know that the phone isn't going to work anymore. It's that mentality that led, led him to... Uh, but if the phone had worked, the superheroes would have been there. Would they, though? Yes. I don't know. It's a direct line. I get it's that. It's a home invasion. It's not like a isn't cataclysmic it? event. Who knows? We'll never know. I just don't... like Unless one of the guys has super speed, I don't know how he gets from... Well, we don't know their power sets. Whatever the names were. Laser beam and... Uh, 
Gazer Beam is just a pretty Cyclops. much a Cyclops rip, uh, ripoff. Yeah, and whatever and then, um, was. Fires? And Super Fast Man. Yeah, so, but exactly. So Fire Storm, storm something like that, something weird. Yeah, no so I, I don't know. I just don't think that that's... You gotta... You gotta safe safe room, and and you know full well that that law is passed. Yeah, that's, you go into the safe room. That's guys. so lame for a movie about superheroes, though. Of course, no, but it's a good plot device. I get it. To I'm just I'm just saying if that was what, how it actually played out. Oh yeah, yeah. No. That's so lame. Well, that we would, yeah, I guess. <laughs> we wouldn't have this villain. We wouldn't have this villain played, so or this movie. Yeah. Exactly. So. so I mean, you know, I think that we're happy about that. Poor it's old man's a, death, but it's an identifiable plight that you can relate to, and that gets you the motivation of the villain, and, and it works. It's very much, in a lot of ways, a more effective Civil War superhero. So Zemo in Civil War was Zemo. Zemo. Zemo I'm sorry, Zemo in Civil War essentially has the same motivations. If superheroes hadn't showed up, or reverse motivation, but the same. Well, sort of, not really. They would have had superheroes not shown up, then Sokovia wouldn't have happened. If superheroes had shown up, then this wouldn't have happened. Or if your my dad wasn't obsessed with superheroes, this wouldn't have happened. But whatever. But the point is, her motivation ultimately is to be a superhero for the sake of ri- or a supervillain for the sake of ripping them apart in you know in the eyes of the people. You know what I mean? It's meant to make you look bad. It's yeah, to she's, make, she's mind-controlling yeah. heroes. To make them look bad. To yeah. make sure this the, her brother's motivation of getting this law passed never actually happens. It, you, okay, better example, better way to state it. It is her using their superpowers against them. He, She knows full well that she can't go into a fist fight with any of these people and come out on top. Or would she try she's an inventor. Yeah. Right. She's using her intelligence. And that's why she... It's a good relationship she has with Elastigirl because she's many steps ahead of Elastigirl but Elastigirl quickly closes the gap. Yeah. She figured things out. She's a great detective. I, like, love that about her character. Like, even when she's one, quote-unquote, she's thinking something is... Doesn't add up. It was too easy. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, exactly? She, uh, the guy has all these uh, all this equipment. He's a brilliant inventor, and yet he has regular locks in the door. Like that's that's like a perfect yeah. thing. That's why is one of these monitors from my badge can? Yeah, it's putting two and two together. Like where I feel as her her husband probably would have been like, oh, got the bad guy. I'm back on top, and just totally forget about it. You know, she's also kind of arrogant about it though. Like she doesn't because th- how many people would have the access to that feed? I wouldn't tell any of them. But she's like, no, I can trust her. I can trust Evelyn, is her name. Right. So I think that's a that's an unfortunate strike against her in that scenario. Yeah. With the detectiveness. She's no she's no Batman yet. She's on her way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might not be the greatest greatest thing for her. <laughs> she, she's like the top Holy five family. greatest detective. Best detective. After the Great Mouse Detective, of course. Top five. Love that yeah. movie. Great pick. <laughs> Good pull. Basil Baker Street, bro. <laughs> um, I probably do favorite, least favorite. I, I guess, think so. Yeah, is there anything else you want to touch on before? I feel like we got really good coverage in this movie. Again, it's hard because animated movies are very straightforward. Maybe not. There's not a lot of twists and turns. No. This got you from point A to point B with one big reveal, which is what you want out of it. And right. And it's a reveal you can see coming, yeah. but, which is fine. Again, but before, a kid, 
And again, kid, the kid would not have seen that coming. Well, a little Corey, a little, little sequel, a little Joe probably would have saw it coming. But yeah. the average kid probably wouldn't have seen it coming. Fair. We were movie geniuses even when we were younger. Absolutely. No idea. We may or may not actually be movie geniuses. Stay tuned. Don't add us about it. It's our show, damn it. We're, <laughs> we're geniuses for this hour. This hour. Ten minutes. Uh, Alright, so it's it was difficult for me to choose a uh, favorite and a least favorite because there's so many great scenes and there's different kinds of greatness. Like, there's a lot of comedic moments and there's a lot of cool action and there's some touching scenes. So I, I had a hard time to picking. Not a very vague. I'm... The thing I like most about this movie is the family dynamic, but I guess my favorite scene would have to be um, the runaway the runaway train and seeing Elastigirl in action. I just like the way everything came together with that. Even when you look back after the fact that Evelyn caused all of it to happen, and they they pretty much just sat back and watched it unfold yeah. on monitors. Um, I love the way that her bike works. Yeah. I love, like, the little slinky action that she does with her body. I love the fact that oh she's rusty at first. Yeah. Because it's her first time on. That was a nice touch. Yeah. But, yeah, that I thought that was the best action scene in the movie, or at least my favorite action scene in the movie. And, again, with, with like, the lighting and the day turning into night and then the, everything going on, it was just really well put together. So I'm, I'm going to put that as my favorite. Okay. Uh, my favorite scene is part of the whole family dynamic. It's with Bob being a dad. I think it's probably right before he gets to go to sleep when he's apologizing to Violet to ruin everything because you know that's all she wanted and like he, he gets that and he's just being real candid about it and it's a very nice moment. But the entire whole thing with all the dad moments are great in this. See, that moment I love because you could interpret it as him it finally clicking for him or you could do like see it as... He kind of stumbles upon it, where in his sleep-deprived state, he's not holding up airs anymore. He's just being like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he's just letting it all hang out there, which is something that he generally doesn't do. I think he finally realizes, like, like it's gotten through to him that it was more of a disaster. And then when he tried to fix it, and he's like, honey, I'm sorry, I, just, I was just trying to help. Yeah. But again, I think it, it, it takes it takes a big man to admit that, yeah. and I think that... And that's part of his evolution in this. Yeah, it's part. It's really the biggest step in his arc. Exactly, and again, he's Mr. Incredible. He's never been defeated before. He's always trying to fix something, always trying to make it better, and he's just, like, broken at that point, and he's exhausted, yeah. and it finally just clicks. Like, yeah. I gotta take a step back, and I just gotta let it all out. Gotta reevaluate your life, Bob. <laughs> So, as I stated previously, my absolute favorite scene in this movie is Jack-Jack fighting the raccoon. We can see all of Jack-Jack's different powers, or a bunch of his different powers. I thought the way the setup was hysterical. The fact that it doesn't just end after, like, one round, they keep going back at each other, I think is great. Uh, So, yeah, that's my favorite scene. Uh, As far as part in this movie, I just like seeing Bob try to be a single dad in general. That whole thing is just so much fun. And it adds a depth that this movie really benefited from. I love him waking up early after figuring out the math and, like, teaching it the dash, too. Like, that's like that's a cool dad moment also. Like, all right, yes, I couldn't do I don't do think he before. went to bed. Yeah. He couldn't sleep, so he went down and figured out the math. And yeah, he tried to go to bed. He wakes Dash up. Dash oh, yeah, sleeping. yeah, when he wakes Dash yeah. up early. Yeah. 
Hey, bud, we got some time to figure this out before he's dust. Yeah, exactly. And he's Dash is very responsive, way more responsive than I would have been For at sure. that hour as oh a teenager. Oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah. I would have been like, I'm just gonna take the C. <laughs> C's get degrees, pops. <laughs> Least favorites were really tough for me. I don't really have anything that I hated, and I didn't really find that many flaws in this. <sighs> I do. I do actually have one. Okay. It is my one qualm that actually had me like shaking my fist in the theater. So they figure out the kids figure out that the goggles. Are what's causing these people to be bad. Corey, you're making me so happy right now. If you're going the way I'm going to go. They knock out the group like three or four times, and not once do they think to rip the goggles off. Halfway there. Okay. That's my only... Like, the only problem I found with this movie was that they they defeat the bad super supers that get sent to the house on the boat like two or three times. They like knock them out or whatever, and they never think to pull the goggles off. I just wish... There's four of them laying in a pile as they're running after Jack-Jack, and not one of them was just like, and then, like, back out. I'm right there with you. Okay. Because my least favorite part of the thing is, it's kind of the same gripe you have. Mm -hmm. They have a speedster in the family. He could easily remove the goggles off them at any time. Yeah. Doesn't. I understand that's asking a lot of a kid's movie, I guess, but just at least have him do it once. See, you know what it is? It's it's they made this move, they made this choice that the kids were going to be pivotal and he really could have been saving even more. the day and they do a decent job. They could have done better. But they could have done better. Just that once. Even, even if they had I wanted more Jack Jack powers to be necessary also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Like that's it. If they had gotten into the room with mom and dad, seen the goggles on them, and that's when Jack Jack like Speeds like speeds up dead and rips the goggles off, and that's that's the moment. Then I'm perfectly happy. How do the goggles? How does the first set of goggles get knocked off? Who knocks it off? Is it Jack Jack? I don't remember. I don't remember. And it gets knocked off of Elastigirl, right? Was together. the first is the first of the main three to lose their goggles? Uh, yeah. I have to rewatch. I don't know. I just she know. she like it moves. So, like, she gets, like, one eye free, and she's kind of, like, I don't know. Yes, I think it is her. It's she, definitely I, her. Yes. I think it's, like, halfway off here, yeah. so the rest off herself. Yep. But to your point, though, again, I go, go back to Infinity oh, it is, War. it is Jack-Jack, because Jack-Jack gets picked up by Elastigirl, and he, and she, and he just kind of grabs that mom's face, oh, and it knocks, like, half knocks the goggles off. Like, Thanos should have used a reality stone more in Infinity War. But again, it's a bad movie yeah. if he does. It's like <laughs> I did, that's that's why I even amended it. I wanted to see Dash at least do that once. Yeah, because he easily could have. Yeah, that's true. And it's tough, like to play devil's advocate. I mean, he's a kid; hasn't been in that many fights. We don't know how fast he is. Truly, the first one is able to go put a tag in the teacher's chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> they barely saw him on tape. We see him lose his arm ever so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a least favorite. Nothing really bothered me. That's well, fair. Well, I know what Siegel's giving this movie. Yeah, I think yeah, so. You, you, <laughs> you, yeah, you kind of buries the lead. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch, but again, I think it all kind of works. It fits together. I was, I was again, the feeling when I left the theater, I had so I was pumped. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for Incredibles 3. Hopefully I don't wait 14 years. They'll do it, Nate. <laughs> God, we'll be almost 40 when that movie comes out. I, I mean, was... how many Pixar sequels have we got? We got three Toy Stories, we got three Cars... 
They're doing a fourth Toy Story, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. I, that's a bad. That's a that's tough a bad call. to follow with three. That's a I don't, bad I don't know call. Why. Money. That's and why. I get it, but man, they, all these movies make money. Like Cars Two made money. Like <laughs> they, but they, 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 they finished. A, they finished a, a story. Toy Story was a was a completed tale at the end of three. Yeah, companies don't care about that. I, but they we only we do. They really should, because you know what? Tom Hanks it's can say no to every once in a while. If Tom Hanks says no, they don't do the movies. Yeah, it sullies the product. <laughs> it's like, how much money? <laughs> Pun intended with Pixar being the topic here. Huh. Sully. Yeah, I like it. That's right, there's two Monsters movies. Yeah. They can do a third one, come on. Also, isn't Tom Hanks in a movie where he plays a Sully? Yeah. They were, it, was a, it was a pun on a lot of levels, guys. Captain Sullenberger? It was a really, really good pun. God damn it. <laughs> Nobody appreciated it. We appreciate it. I'm sure the listeners did. Hopefully. I'm sure anyone who got it out there. You know what? When you're listening to this, if you got all of the parts of that pun, please tweet. Please tweet at the show. Throw a thumbs up right now wherever you are. Unless you can't safely. I'm determined to find a least favorite moment. (laughs) Okay. We're going to be here a while. Corey, pass me a Snickers? Yeah. (laughs) He actually... He actually mimed that he was passing me a Snickers. (laughs) Yep. Thank you. It's called commitment, Joe. They can't see it, but I love it. <laughs> All right, I don't have one. I'm stuck. <laughs> hey, it sticks out. It's fun. Normally, I watch these like sequel's least favorite moment before. was when it ended. I saw it on opening night. There was no after the credits scene. I looked that up ahead of time. I don't know if you guys hung out after the credits. I look up. I look up every movie as the credits are rolling. I'm like, does it have a post credit scene? If it says no, I finish. I finish the the first set of credits. That's usually like unique and stylized. <laughs> And then when the second one comes on, I'm like, peace. Nope, I had woken up at 4.30 yeah, that's fair. in the morning. And I started watching that movie at 9.30 at night. I was done. Had to be at school at 7.30 today. Got there at 8.15. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I did nothing today, guys. <laughs> I'm fired. Thank <laughs> you, fire me. It's fine. <laughs> it's three days left of school. All right, least favorite moment, which isn't really a least favorite moment. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it was too much of a deus ex machina, was the uh, Incredimobile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, all right, kind of forced at the end, and it does everything they say. Like, it does do too <laughs> it, much. It's, it is a nice moment because it's a, uh, what is it, Chekhov's gun? Like, they introduce it, and they do nothing with it, and then it comes back to be an important thing. Right. So I that's thought, a good example of that. I honestly thought the Chekhov's gun was going to be... The floor opening up into water. I thought that was going to be it. I assumed something with frozen, maybe, or maybe I, I, I just assumed that whoever the villain was was going to find out where they lived, and while Elastigirl was out, they knew. Yeah, well, yeah. I again, so yeah. Essentially, what happens happens. But I had assumed that that he was going to like hit the button and one of the superheroes was going to fall into the water. Not that it was or the villains, I should say, was going to fall into the water. Not that that was going to be like the end of the fight, but. That was going to be it. Turned out it was just Bob. It was just comedic. It was just Bob falling into it when he walked away from like dinner or some shit. Fall gag. It was. It was a fall gag. Yeah, again, I like the car, and I don't hate the scene at all. But in a movie this good, <laughs> that's the one thing I can pick up. He did it, everybody. He found the least favorite. He dug deep, and he found the least favorite. Moment. It was kind of dumb the way that the guy who bought the car was hiding behind the girl. Yeah, like, I think that was kind of a, that. That wasn't necessary. Like. What is that it's doing? crazy that he kept the car that just started almost right? firing a lock- rocket launcher in his house. <laughs> I'd be like, we'll figure out how it works. Can you show us some of the gadgets? Nope, we don't know how it works, because I got the remote, bitch. <laughs> it's 
very different movie. And I love uh, Mr. Incredible taking it away from Dash and, like, looking at this, like, like he's angry at him, but, like, not really. Like, has like, that sheepish grin. Like, yeah. I would have done the same thing. As he often does. <laughs> Again, you could just... <laughs> Apparently, does you're, you're close enough to it where you could hit the summon button and it would have driven to you. So why didn't you just try it? Just out of curiosity, been like... I don't know the range on that thing. Apparently it's really good. Apparently, but I why and wouldn't Bob have hit it? it? Like, Bob would have hit it at that moment. It doesn't matter. It's not nearly a big enough issue for me to have brought up in the orig- in the initial podcast, though. So. Also, someone else designs Elastigirl's suit. Yes. I wish we got a little bit of a um, Edna meeting that person, or we see that person... No, we get we get Edna being really mad about yeah, it though. But I would like to see like who Edna's rival is. Like that would <laughs> that that moment. To, I fucking loved that moment because Edna's first words and were were that guy's name. Right. You got a suit designed by such and such. Oh, it would have been cool to see like a different character introduced like on Edna's level. Mm-hmm. I just I Incredibles love, three. Yeah, I love Edna. I, I love And they get kidnapped, one. they need new suits. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Side plot. There you go. Main plot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna do it. I think so. That's our coverage of Incredibles 2. What we're gonna do now is rate the movie for you, let you know how many Infinity Stones it's gonna get. Is it gonna get one? Is it gonna get six? Six and a gullet? Somewhere in between? Let's find out. Sequel, what are you going to give The Incredibles? Well, as you guys know, I guess, I'm getting... Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) The second one. I'm going to give it six stones and a gauntlet. I loved it. It was so good. (laughs) I was unsure about gauntlet. I was unsure about the gauntlet. There was nothing really wrong with this. And it was, like, exciting. My theater had a great time watching it. I can't wait to see it again. I can see it again since Movie Pass malfunctioned on me. (laughs) I'm probably going to see it again this week, actually. It's, uh... No, it was just a really fun time, and like, I don't know, like, when you have, when you're an adult and a kid's movie, like, makes you feel like a kid again, I mean, that's like one of the greatest feelings in the world, and, uh, in, like going to Disney. Right? And, and, in this world we live in now, where superhero movies are like, the big thing, for an animated movie to come in there and just like, hit on every note, and like, be like, a part of the story, like, a part of everything else, it, it was just wonderful, and I loved it, I fully recommend it, and Six Stones and a Gauntlet just feels right. Corey, what feels right for you? Five Stones. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It, it probably, in all honesty, deserves the sixth stone, but because I just don't do animated films that much, it just doesn't have it. There's nothing wrong with this movie. Nothing at all. But for me, I just want, like, I don't feel the emotion that sequel just expressed. I'm happy I saw it. I I thought it was very good. It wouldn't have hurt me if I hadn't seen it, though. Which I think is one of those things, like, when I see a six-stone movie, I'd be like, fuck, if this movie wasn't in my life, I would be, I'd feel a little empty inside. This movie's just not that for me. But that being said, wonderful movie, very hard to find any problems with it. Well made, beautifully shot, as far as these things can be, I suppose. Beautifully drawn. drawn. There beautifully you go. drawn. Animated. Yeah, beautifully animated. The voice acting is stellar. It's a great movie. Five Stones. I'm going to agree with most of what both of you said. This is a very good movie. I don't think it's as good as the first Incredibles. That's just me. I think they're too similar. 
because at the end of the day, you simplify the plot, someone that they were working with turns out to be the villain. In both movies, I kind of was hoping for a different thing. In the second one, it's kind of different, but it's kind of not... That's my one main complaint about the movie. But I think it's very well done as it is. I had a good time watching it. It didn't connect to me on the same level as it did the sequel. Like, I wasn't locked in like I was with, like, a Big Hero 6. Which, by the way, if I didn't give that six stones, I'm going to get six stones now for Big Hero 6. <laughs> it's in the title. It should have six. How many times have you seen it since we did the show? Like, three or four. Nice. You saw it for the first time before the show, yeah, right? Yeah, that movie is incredible. But I'm not talking here to talk about Big Hero 6 right now. I'm talking about Incredibles 2. But he would. I'm giving this movie five stones. I have no problem with anyone giving it six. I could if it just can, it spoke to me on a more personal level. Maybe as I'm older, if I become a dad, <laughs> this movie wears an eight more with me. But it's great for what it is, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Would not mind watching it again. And those are our scores for Incredibles 2. If you want to get into contact with us about Incredibles 2, send us your Incredibles 2 fan fiction of less than 500 words. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Sure, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll read it together. <laughs> send that an email, in an email, to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. This is our first room. You should have been a little more excited than that. I want to get in there quick. Okay. Oh my gosh, we go right to mail. Tell them about the Twitters. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've always gone right to you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm confused. I'm having a long week. That's fair. You can find us on Twitter at ZTH Podcast, and make sure you're on the lookout. We have a couple different polls and giveaways. bonus giveaway stuff that's going to be coming up. Is it Twitter? Yeah, probably going to be on Twitter. Just follow, follow us on Twitter. Make sure you're keeping your eye on it, because there's a bunch of different things coming up that we want you to be a part of. If you get an Edna made incredible suit, Take a picture of yourself and send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and in E-S. Go on iTunes and find us there at our HQ. Give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. If you want to leave a review with it, that's fine, but the rating is the most important part. And if that's too much work for you, if you want to just slack off a little bit, like Bob thought it was going to be so easy in the house with the kids. Just tell tell your kids about our podcast. Man, maybe don't tell the kids. Tell your friends, though. Yeah, for sure. Tell them to listen to Zero's Talking Heroes. You guys can discuss it together. It'll give you something to do while you eat Chinese food. Who ordered all vegetables? And that's our Incredibles episode. Next time we're going to be doing Road to Perdition. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for listening. On behalf of everyone else, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Incredibles 2, definitely. Because I know this for sure, because while leaving the theater, a kid yelled, That was the best movie ever! Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was a young sequel. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't. And good night, everyone.